Drop it. You, uh... You gonna kill me, Padre? Padre? Let not your heart be troubled. You're just as dead as me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. You're all dead. I go prepare a place for you. Blood's coming. Amen. Welcome to Fear Me, a podcast about The Walking Dead. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. This is Stuart. And Scott. And we are here to recap episode 12 of The Walking Dead, Not Tomorrow Yet. So how's it going, guys? Lovely. (laughs) How are you? Great. So what do you think about this episode? Scott, do you want to go first? Sure. To me, it was kind of a mixed bag. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought, it, for me, it was two big points in here that one was very positive and one was very negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought all the stuff with Carol was great. Yeah. And all the killing was ridiculous. Not so great. <laughs> yes. Ridiculous. Okay. I'll just said it didn't fit the characters. I mean, it just didn't fit in place. But we'll talk more about that. Stu, what did you think? I thought it was good. Um I think parts of it were a little filler, but uh, the stuff starting out with Carol was awesome. But overall, um, it the the episode went very dark, so it was it was a lot uh, different feel to the whole thing than in the past. Yeah, well, I mean, you you started out with it being kind of happy go lucky with Carol, but Carol baking is never exactly a very happy thing. Um, and then you went into a whole cast of characters that have done are doing things that they've never done before. Mm-hmm. And there's like a list that I was trying to review with Kim at the end as to like who killed a living person in this because it seemed like there were so many people that kind of crossed that line. Yep. But yep. Yep. to start it out with Carol, and uh-huh. uh, it seemed like a grocery store ad at the start actually. I mm-hmm. thought I was watching a grocery store ad, but the music was awesome, which I think Avid Brothers, Kim and I were right? guessing. Yeah, I think it was Avid Brothers. Um, but yeah, the the start of it, even though, you know, it's it's always kind of that with Carol baking, it's like, well, there's something almost sinister behind it. Yeah, the foreboding. Well. Yeah. Kim, what did you think? This was one of those weird episodes for me, like. The, I watched it twice. The first time I watched it just as a fan and the second time just to take notes for this. But the first time I watched it, I didn't really like it. It just it felt like the whole thing was kind of a filler episode for me, even though we did have that big fight scene at the end. And then the second time I watched it, I was able to concentrate more on the details. And I started to enjoy it a little bit more. But there were still parts of it that I was... I just wasn't excited about. One thing... Well, there's... There was a lot that went on, though. There is a ton that went on, but yeah, I just have to say that I am not happy with all the love stuff that's going on. It just, mm, yeah, I yeah. don't like it at all. I, we've had six years where we had none of this nonsense, 
And now all of a sudden it's like every single episode, somebody's either hooking up or confessing their love to somebody. I just, we don't need it. I don't like it. But maybe, maybe the writers are trying to show that they're putting down roots. That's true. Because they've always been very migratory before this. Yeah. And that's probably true. I just, I don't know. I just, I've always felt. I agree with you. It's getting a little too soap opery. It is. I always felt so good about this show, not having the gratuitous sex and the, the, the love triangles and all that jazz. Oh, that was never a seller for me. I, I, I sound like a prude, and I'm not. But um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just don't like it. Um, you kids stay away from each other. No kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the fight scene at the end, I think I feel the same way that you guys do, that it just seems so out of character for them. Well, it, it, it wasn't just that, like, one person did something. There was a whole series of people that did things, right. and that's and where right. I was, Until like... Uh, really excited about it, either. Well, right. let, um, let's, why don't we, let's focus first on Carol, <laughs> because there, a lot was happening fight with Carol scene. in this episode. No, fight scene. We'll get no, to the fight okay. scene. Okay, <laughs> Carol, I got you. <laughs> well, I mean, Carol was from the beginning, and she had a lot of parts in this. Yeah. Uh, important parts in this episode. Agreed. Um, this, this, I know... is, this is Carol's episode, which means she's probably going to die soon. <laughs> Oh, come on now. Don't go to negative town. <laughs> go ahead. All <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I thought that I thought um, I actually thought in this episode, Carol's Carol's uh, character development was one of the best that they've done in a long time. Hmm. Yes. I'm I'm so used to watching Carol be the creepy baker mm-hmm. that that, you know, the, the psychopath under the smile. Yeah. And. This time you got to see a little bit inside of her. You got to see her, you know, that she does have regrets about things. Mm-hmm. Things do make her uncomfortable. Well, she and, is, she's less robotic. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like before she was just very, like, she had, like, one or two different goals, and that was it. And here she seemed like she had her own feelings, her own wants a little bit more. So Yeah. And I thought it was important that they have the scene with her, um, in her book, Counting the Dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. People she has killed. Mm-hmm. That shows that she has a conscience about it. She's looked so much like a cold-blooded killer mm-hmm. through so much of this thing. And you could really see that it, it it had affected her. Yep. In ways that she was not showing anybody. And I thought, you know, I thought the fact that she was, like, confronting Maggie about coming to the assault. Or even even when she defended Morgan against rosita Mm -hmm. it was was a a switch for her Mm -hmm. yeah it was a it was a twist for her but i think it showed her as being a is being one of the few truly reasonable people in the group yeah i actually was thinking the same thing it felt like everything that she did in this episode was very deliberate even down to picking the type of clothes that she was going to wear after she took the shower she ended up putting on something that was very homey and subdued and And casual yes and then when she went out to pass out the cookies around the community it was kind of like she was like um what's the word i'm looking for like upbeat uh, yeah maybe like you know trying to make things feel very normal again neighborly yeah and not putting too much attention on the chaos that just happened so um well i think we can assume the chaos didn't just happen you know, because it's evidently been several weeks since all the crap went down, right? Yeah, but that's still a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. In viewer world. In viewer world. There's, there's some crazy shit just happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
But for them, it's been a little distance. Yeah, but she's she's definitely putting she's putting on Miss Homie mm-hmm. Carol. I love. I thought one of the best things with her was her interaction with with Tobin. Their dialogue. She yeah. was, you know, it was very real, very organic kind of dialogue. I mean, when she, you know, when he asked about the cigarette and he said, "Do you have an extra one?" and she's like, "No, I don't, asshole." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was very. It was very. Yeah, she had kind of like the biting remarks. Yeah. yeah. I thought well, that was great. Throughout the entire episode, she seemed to really be carrying the weight of the world on her. And and even with her interactions with Tobin, she just seemed so drawn and tired and just like, ugh, you know? Like, I felt bad for her. I think she, I, I, to me, I felt like she felt she was okay with everything. No, I don't think so. I think she's questioning everything. And I think that Morgan is starting to get to her. And that's why she hasn't interacted with Morgan that much in the past few weeks, like he said. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't want to admit that her mind is changing about the way things should be. She doesn't, she no longer thinks that you should automatically kill somebody. Instead, she thinks you should pull back a little bit and maybe have that interaction and that discussion with somebody before you just automatically slit their throats. Which is why I think. That's one of the reasons why she's take, keeping tally in her book, but that's also one of the reasons why she wants Maggie to stay behind and not get involved in the fight. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, she's just questioning everything. Well, I, I got to respectfully disagree with you on some of that. Okay. Um, I mean, I do feel like that throughout the first part of that where she's doing the cookies and so forth like that, that she's feeling pretty good about the community. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think she's feeling kind of normal. I think when when they start when Rick has his little chat in the chapel about what they were going to have to do, that's when I think she really was going back and thinking about the people she killed. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't think it was before that. I think before that she was feeling pretty pretty comfortable with the way the community was going, and she felt like she was getting back to normal, and she wanted to make other people feel like it was. Yeah, but you I know that's that. just my opinion. I mean, you know, I. I just felt like she she really started doing the soul searching and so forth. Um, you know, because, I mean, she pretty much just kind of with Morgan when he confronted her, you know, about the conversation that they had had a couple weeks before that. She was kind of brushing him off like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah, but don't you remember when the wolves attacked mm-hmm. during that episode? And she, she had to hold that one lady that was dying in her lap and how distraught she was over that lady dying. And remember, I think I said back then even that I thought that she was starting to change her mind about the way things should be. And I think that 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 whole attack really impacted her. And then Sam dying. Yes. She tried to not really take Sam under her wing, but she she tried to scare the shit out of him into standing up for himself, and it didn't work. And then you saw the the scene where she threw the cookie on his grave. Did you notice that? Yes. Because I didn't even Mm -hmm. notice that until the second time I watched it. Yeah. But, um... I think that she not she didn't feel guilty about him dying, but I think she felt somewhat responsible a little bit. Oh, I agree. She didn't uh, 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 protect him as much as she could have. I totally agree well, with you. And she you tried on that. to scare the crap out of him too. Yes. Yeah. So I th- I think she just she's under she just seems like she's under a lot of pressure, and doesn't quite know how to deal with it. I can see kind of the in between on both your arguments because coming into it uh, knowing what we know about Carol in the storyline 
she seems like she's a little calculated in what she's doing. Mm-hmm. All up until she meets up with um, her new boyfriend, and <laughs> and then he says that uh, he says that she's the mom to everyone. Yeah, after he tells her, him. after he tells her, he's scared of what she does. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, it's yeah. I mean, it's a it's um. No, it's a neat contrast. It's a, it's a neat contrast. I mean, it, it it's I, you're totally right. I thought that was a very pivotal scene. Um, because he stated it perfectly. I mean, she mm-hmm. was the mother of the community. Mm-hmm. She was acting as the mother of the community. And some of the stuff she had to do to be the mother of the community was downright terrifying to him. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was saying to her that, in essence, I think he was saying that he respected her because of why she was doing it. Mm-hmm. Even if it scared him. Yeah. That the mother instinct had had uh, taken over and... And that's what she she did what she had to do to protect her community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those mother instincts are strong. You screw with our kids, we're gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Whatever, kid. True. <laughs> Why don't you kill that beer? All right. <laughs> but the scene with uh, Morgan was good. Yes. He's questioning. Well, why didn't you tell on me? In a way, you know, like why didn't you rat on me? Well, Morgan's being a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, but he's like, on. but he's trying to understand. He's like, because at the because the reasoning, his reasoning is that because she didn't say anything, she's you know equally a part of it. And she's like, mm-hmm. hell no. Yeah, I, I don't blame her. I mean, I you know just yep. because she didn't share it with everybody doesn't mean she's complacent to what he did. Right. She was not happy about what he did. Right. She let him know. She, she. I think she was genuinely offended, and she should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Morgan's. I no, think I Morgan's. Morgan's reaching for straws, trying to find someone to to uh, communicate with. Yeah, Morgan looked really weak in this. Very one. weak. Like I, I, I the, his um, confrontation, not confrontation. His discussion in the in the church with Rick wasn't. Uh, I don't think wasn't necessarily weak. I mean, he definitely had ground to stand on, but. His discussion with with Carol was definitely definitely looked very well. Weak. I think even the one in the church, though Stuart was defeated pretty easily. Yeah, it was. You know, he he, he really he you know especially when um, Aaron stood up and talked about the fact who I think everybody kind of considers Aaron to be the nice guy, the mm-hmm. gentle you know ambassador type, and when he stood That's up true. and said, "I'm That's not going to let this happen to this community again," right. Morgan was done. I mean, stick a fork in him. He was finished. There was no more comment after that. No. And no. and Rick pretty much just pounded him on that one. I think that a couple of people kind of agreed with what he was saying, but they didn't seem willing to speak up. Like even but I thought Tara's, it, go Tara's ahead, go ahead, look on her face and a couple of other people's looks on their faces, like they were thinking... Yeah, we don't really need to do this, or why should we do this? I mean, they haven't even been attacked yet. Mm-hmm. What do these people know about the about the saviors? So, right, and Tara, Tara, Tara's done it before. Yeah, with the governor. With the governor, yep. Yeah, she knows all about this. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what she was saying when she was having that conversation with. Uh, uh, I can't remember who she was talking to in the in the cab of the vehicle. Jesus and Father Jesus. Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where she was saying, you know, hey, I've been here before. I didn't like it the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're absolutely right. I think I I agree with you. I think she probably would have stood up to help him out in that conversation had she really had an opportunity. Yeah. Yep. 
I thought that that scene actually was really funny because she's talking to the father, but Jesus yeah. is there. <laughs> it redeems her. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> You're right. Yep. Jesus is in the back seat. That sounds like a bumper sticker. <laughs> I know <laughs> he was. He's like, oh, can I? Can I? Can I give can my I, opinion? Can on I interject this one? in here? Can I interject in here? <laughs> or it's like a good uh, a good joke set up. Yeah, it was. There was the a lot. Seat. There was a actually priest, a... Jesus and a lesbian walk into a bar. Actually, there were a lot of oh. scenes like that, though. <laughs> With Rick, when he's talking in front of the group, Jesus is sitting there in the chair when he's got the stained glass behind him. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. And that's true. I don't know. Actually, there's like all these weird, like, Bible religious connections that are all through the whole thing. You got Jesus, you got the saviors. Every time Jesus, like, is trying to hold people back, he always raises his hands up, like, Mm -hmm. you know, open palm, like, Mm -hmm. to hold people back. Yeah, and I thought, I thought, um, you know, I, I know this was later in the story, but I thought the the coming of age of Father Gabriel the warrior was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. He was the holy warrior. That was great. That The the Bible quotes he's getting before he executed that guy was, was creepy. just creepy as hell. Yeah. Now, that was a that was a very cool scene. Yeah. So, there was, I would like to go back to Carol for a second, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. And talk about that book where she's written down the people that she's killed. Mm-hmm. The eighteen. Yeah. So, did you guys debtors. did you guys uh-huh. stop and look at who the people were? Yeah, they had the girl from. Uh, oh crap! Liz- Terminus. Lizzie. No, they had the candle, the candle lady. Woman, yeah. The candle and woman I'm... from Terminus. And she had the five people she killed in the courtyard uh, of Terminus. Okay. So, with the candle woman, though, there was a number four by it. Was that? Did people walk in the candle room? Is that what happened? I can't remember. Four people walked uh, in the candle room. No, she she just left it open so that the zombies got up. Oh, that's what happened. She didn't directly kill them. Right, right. She just okay. opened the door and let the zombies have her. So who was the first R? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, because that one has. Oh, me stuck. what was what was her uh, what was her husband's name? Oh shit, Clint. I can't remember <laughs> now. It was Eddie. Eddie. But Enos. did she kill him? No, she didn't. Rick killed. No, who killed him? Shane. Shane, God, now I don't remember. Shane beat the hell out of him. That was uh, Otis. Oh no, that's not Otis. Wait, Shane, <laughs> ki- Shane kicked his ass at the reservoir. The right, quarry. right, and then he died when the when the zombies attacked soon after that because he was in the tent still recovering from oh, Shane's beating. That's right. That's right. Was that's it? Right. Was it yeah. Daryl? No, it was it was like Otis or something. Meryl? Some no, Otis is the other guy from Herschel's farm. It was yeah. not Rick. I don't think so. Well, let's just say it was Cletus and just move yeah, on. Yeah, Cletus. Mm-hmm. So K and D we'll are Karen and David. L is Lizzie. Uh, Terminus gotcha. Courtyard people, we know them. Candlewoman yep, people. Yep. And then the yep. wolves. Right. So R is still a mystery. All right, listeners, tell us who R is because I can't remember. Please, we need to know. Who's the little We're girl? We're going to lose our minds. Lizzie. Yeah, okay. Lizzie's the little girl. The kid. So I was correct with Lizzie. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good, Kim. I did. I couldn't figure out what the letters were. I just saw the candle lady and the and the terminus. Well, thing. I love when they put little things like that in the story for yeah, people who are like totally. are real fans. 
even though we can't remember who R is. I don't know if you noticed it too. You know, I love when they when they do keep up with the details because yeah. I don't know if you noticed when they went when um, Glenn and uh, who's the other guy with the the black guy with the glasses, Heath. Heath. When they went in the armory. And you could see the two uh, spears that they had taken from the uh, hilltop people in the corner. Oh, I didn't notice that either. Yeah. Remember they talked about the fact they took our two spears and, and went there. And when you look in the armory thing, you can see in the corner two spears leaning up there. That's awesome. Well, even the bike, that Daryl's bike. He's like, where'd you yeah. get that bike? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I can't, oh, he's Daryl's going to find his Daryl's going to find his crossbow. Oh, folks. of course he is. He's going to find his crossbow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be a happy day. Do you think he'll cry? Uh, Tears of joy. He might. He might get a little giddy. Like a little. Like I missed you so much. Get over here, bitch! <laughs> I saw you. I saw a squirrel. I wanted to kill it. That's right. Well, let, uh, okay. Let me. Let's. Let's transition into uh, the fact that our gang was um, gonna attack the uh, Negan's people. Okay. Okay. This for me, this was just a huge negative. There were so many, so many points of this that just did not ring true to our gang. Okay, so where are you starting? Are you starting like back in the church? Yeah, I mean, just okay. No, I, Stu, I'm starting even back when they were on Hilltop. Okay. I mean, the Hilltoppers told them about this gang, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why in the hell are they believing the Hilltoppers? That's what I now, said. Th- they yeah. had a run in. I know. I know they had a run in with some of the Negan's people, but that doesn't justify you're going to go in there in the middle of the night and slaughter them all. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and that's what my argument was. Like, okay, well, they just gave us all the shit. So why do we even have to do it? What are they going to do? They don't have anybody to fight them. Well, that's not only right. that, they don't. You know, they they do some. They they don't do any recon, re, uh, reconnaissance. reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they just go into it blind. Yeah, you know, they have the guy draw up the maps and so forth like that, but it just really did not strike as any kind of sensible. I totally Plus, I was agree. trying to follow his maps, and they sucked. Yeah, the maps were pretty weak. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's a circle and a square, mm-hmm. and then we went down a hall, and there was this armory down there. And it's like, oh, great, we'll just go in there. By the way, those radar dishes are sweet. You guys need to find out where those are. I know. That was pretty I need to go cool. visit. They're somewhere in Atlanta or outside of Atlanta, from what I understand. Yeah, that's what I heard too. We'll find them. We'll go this summer. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just the whole thing rang wrong with me. I mean, it all of a sudden our, our, our guys are turning into the governor in his town. Agreed. And think about it. I mean, the governor was the same way as Rick is being right now, and mm-hmm. and there were good people. That were with the governor, but they were being pulled in. Same way Rick's got good people behind him, but they're being pulled into his craziness. And I don't see hardly any difference between the two groups right now. Rick's not quite as evil as uh, the governor was, but I tell you what, he's pretty close. And that and that quote that the guy from Hilltop gave Andy. about, yeah, you know, he said, Negan scares me. But you are something else entirely, or something to that effect. He said, mm-hmm. said the saviors are scary, but these pricks have nothing on you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that summed it up perfectly. Yep. I totally agree with you. And now that you've brought that up, it it you're right about the governor. Because that last raid, well, not the last raid, but the one raid where he ends up killing everybody in his group on the roadside, and that's where Karen is introduced to us. Right. 
that's exactly what happened. He had all those people from from his town raid the prison. They were innocent people. They didn't know anything about these people. Ended up right. killing a bunch of people. And there you go. And it's the yeah. exact same thing. They don't even know if the Hilltop community is telling the truth about the saviors. I mean, they know that Negan's probably a bad guy just because of the run-in that Daryl and Sasha and Abraham have had. But they don't know anything else about them. Does it justify sliding in there in the middle of the night and slitting everybody's throats? No, and and that's the worst part about it, is that everybody was asleep. They Mm -hmm. were innocent, in my opinion, because they have not attacked Rick's group full on yet. And And there's a big difference between killing a bunch of walkers and killing a bunch of people. Defenseless people. Yeah. Yes, who don't know you're coming. Don't get me wrong. We we when we saw the photographs that the one guy had on the wall of all those people that had blown yeah, their heads off. That was intense. Mm-hmm. There was justified. Yes. I mean, you know, you, you you got some justification for it, but the motivation to go there in the beginning made no sense to me at all. Yep. Me too. It it left me feeling just very sick and queasy like they've crossed a line here. I don't I just didn't think the writers were understanding the characters very well at that time. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because it just was not the characters. They just wouldn't do that. No, it was very forced. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree, Stu. I mean, it was. It was very forced. Wow, we all agree on something. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course we do. So so is, is our gang the good guys or the bad guys now? I mean, you want to believe they're the know. good guys, but... That's a, it's a very good question. Like I said, they're hitting that line. They could very easily, if they keep following Rick the way they are, somebody needs to stand up to Rick, finally. Yeah, yeah. It, it will be interesting to see if someone does. And, you know, hell, it may be Carol. It may be Morgan. He may be building a prison cell mm-hmm. to put Rick into. That's a good point. I, even though I kind of, <laughs> kind the way he was breaking down crying at the end of the episode while he was building the prison cell, I have a feeling he's putting himself in the damn prison cell. Oh, <laughs> Now, that might like be an interesting twist, too. Because I, yeah. I was thinking he was crying well, because he doesn't want to have to put Crick, uh, Rick. Crick. I think he's I think he's I think he's cracking under the pressure. Oh, that's obvious. Well, I don't know. You know, I didn't even see it really going that way. But do you guys actually think that they would turn on Rick? Um, I'm, The way he's built up in this whole series, I just I I mean, I never even really thought of it as a possibility. I oh, I have. I have ever since um, since he went crazy in Alexandria. Yeah. He goes crazy and everything. He just stabbed a guy in the throat in the last episode. Right. But I mean when he when he attacked um oh shit. Jesse's husband, whatever his name was. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and he that, was, you don't need to know his name. He was Yeah, and, and he went bonkers and he's got blood all over him and all that kind of yep. stuff and people are looking at him like, Who is this nutcase? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when I thought, you know what? That would be a time I might turn on the guy. Mm-hmm. Well, and it seemed like Michonne had at that point, but she was just saving him from himself. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, Michonne has stood up to him before. Morgan obviously has. And everybody had the opportunity in the church. They were just too, I don't know, But they all still believe in him, is what I'm saying. I think they all believe in his mission. I don't think they they believe in the way he's going about that mission. Yeah, I think they believe that that he he will protect them. But I think... Um, there's been too many crazy Rick episodes and they always, they always think that it comes up, you know, gold, no matter what he does. Yeah. No, where somehow he's, it always works out when Rick handles it. And it has, Mm -hmm. it has in the end. Where was Carl in this episode? 
Uh, nursing his eye. Hanging out with Enid in the woods. Maybe. I thought Carl was like the eating gun guy. Some cookies. He's eating some acorn cookies, baby. Well, he bowed out last episode, so they just figured, eh, we don't need to go there again. That's right. That's right. Because it'll just make him look like a weaker guy. Maybe he, he was. Maybe he was out patch shopping. <laughs> yeah, he could have been. He went to the pirate okay. store. He's like, God, where did that governor guy die? <laughs> Gar, eye patch. Gar, prepare to be born. It was a great eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great eye patch. <laughs> uh, lots of holes in the plot. Lots of holes in the plot, guys. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, it, it felt like they were rushing through it. And it's, you know, the, they had a lot going on in this episode. But again, it kind of had that filler. The title was even a filler. It's like, not not there yet. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. give it to you in like a couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't yeah, finished oh, writing this one. it was tomorrow. We haven't but... finished writing this one, so it's not there yet. Yeah, it's not tomorrow. It's possibly <laughs> next week. Yeah, yeah. Hey, did you see? Did you see how badass <laughs> Eugene was looking when he was in the church? In the church? No. Yeah, where they were panning around and Eugene's sitting there. Yeah. He was in front of Morgan. He was looking like I a didn't badass. Even notice. He just looked all normal. He was into <laughs> it, man. No. Did, no, did you see how badass he looked in that Virginia is for lovers show? <laughs> I he love was that. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> you tried these cookies? They're really chewy. What a perfect ending to that scene. Like the most uncomfortable scene with Abraham. Yeah, speaking of which, come on. Really? What a dick is move. Abraham, yeah. Is he, is he really that big of a dick that he would break up somebody like that? Yes. Oh, my God. That didn't I'm make like, any sense. No. Especially right before that raid. I mean, he knew what was getting ready to happen the next day. But he I couldn't mean, give her an explanation? <laughs> he was letting well, her down he, easy. Yeah, really. Letting her down easy. And, I mean, and, he gave and, her an explanation. And are huckleberries really brown? I really don't know. <laughs> Dingleberries. Dingleberries. <laughs> Dingleberries. Uh. And dingleberries, yes, they are brown. <laughs> that was the dumbest line I've ever heard. No, I thought it was <laughs> awesome. Was great. I thought it was stupid. It's just the way shit is. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was just I I don't know, man. His his whole action in there was just like. It wasn't natural at all. It just seemed so stupid. No, I, I mean, it, it actually seemed natural to me. I just think really? it was the, mm. a dick move because, I mean, he's... He would say something to her. Well, you would think, but if she doesn't mean anything to him, then he doesn't want to have to waste his breath. But he doesn't have to be mean to her. I mean, yeah, that but was it's, just mean. it's Abraham. Abraham's crazy. Mm. No, he would say something. Come on. I don't. He's just not a very emotional, touchy feely type of guy. He never has come off like that. Well, so. he could throw some weird ass riddle at her, like you know, I'm sorry, I got to do this, but it's like having the white hairs off of an ass. You know? yes. Well, he did kind of throw a mean? riddle at her because he said, <laughs> "I thought you were the last woman on earth, and you're not." Yeah. And that leaves her hanging. Like, well, what do you mean? Is there another woman, or, or mm-hmm. are you looking for another woman? Is there already another woman? She has no idea. No, all that all that means is. I settled, That's right. but I don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> what a dick move. Which is completely messed up. What I that thought was totally. not natural was the way she just so quickly gave up. Can I up. just point out the fact that Kim's yeah. the one defending him? Mm. Oh. Which is... That's a good point. Yeah, and by the way, I... I Sorry, Kim. Worst um, acting cry hers was pretty weak. Yeah. But if I were in that situation, I wouldn't have left him. let him leave the house. Oh, I'd be looking for a machete. 
first I would have punched the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And then I would have been like, give me an explanation more than just, you're not the only woman on earth. Like, uh, hello, I'm the one Actually, you've been sleeping with for the past few years. So I think you would have found the first loose object and thrown it at him. I yeah. certainly I've been would in have. that situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah. He got off too easy in my opinion. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're together in the assault. Oh, Sasha and Abraham. Well, and her. She was there, too. Yeah. Oh, she Zeta. was there. Yeah, but Sasha and Abraham paired off. Oh, I know that, but still. Which I she, thought was weird. Rosita's there with Abraham, and this, and they all, everybody's got assault rifles and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah actually, she has. She had, like, a lot of dialogue in that, too. Yeah. Didn't she? Right. Well, she was taking out her anger on Morgan. Right, that's right. On Maggie. I mean, on uh, Carol. Right, but I mean, talking about Morgan. Carol was defending Morgan, remember? Right, 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 right. Yeah. But she kind of got up in Carol's face, too, which I was like, back the fuck down, girl. Yeah, and and, and hey, listen, uh, talk about giving up too easy. Glenn letting um, Maggie come along on the assault. Oh, my God, I know. Really? Like, yeah, you Seriously? feel responsible for it, but you're pregnant. You're not going. No, 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 not having it, sweetie. Yeah. Take a seat. Yeah. Mm-mm. Bad idea. Like really, that's what I'm saying. There were so many damn holes in this in this episode. It was pitiful, and I, you know, thank God for the Carol stuff. I thought the Carol stuff saved the episode, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I thought the part where, um, you know, they finally drive out and they're going to, uh, they honk to try and get all the zombies to come in, which I thought was like, what the fuck are they honking for? Because at first I thought they pulled up and they were like outside the compound. Oh, that's what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought even the second time, I was like, why are you honking all this? Well, yeah, at first I was like, why are they honking? But then I, I realized they're out there looking for That's you know, someone You're that looks exactly like Gregory's right. head. Yep. And then um, you've got Heath and Glenn out there and their little discussion mm-hmm. about, um, you know, Heath almost, I, I think, assumes that Glenn has been in this position before. But Glenn opens up to him and says, you know, I've, you know, I've never had this well, well Glenn has been in, in this position, but not like this. No, not nothing like this. Uh, no, he's been in a position where he might have, where he could have killed people. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't realized um, that, you know, and I think I had heard it like several episodes ago that Glenn had never killed anybody on the episode, on the show. Yeah, he's never killed a li- a yeah. real a live person. Right, zombies. We, right. Yes. we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Right, right. So I thought that was interesting. He, Glenn and Tara all killed their first people this time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a game-changing episode for them. And, and Father and Gabriel. I'm possibly Jesus. Uh, I don't know. I'm I sure Jesus, Jesus has killed some people. Seemed pretty good. Yeah. No, well, because right after he killed that guy, he said, "So this is what the next world is like." Yeah, that was a that was a profound statement mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. So I don't think he was used to doing that at all. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. You might you might be right, Stu, because um, you're right. I mean that uh, that does kind of say that maybe he was thinking he had that he hasn't done yeah. this before. Yeah. You know we we like to always mention really cool effects and so forth on the show. Mm-hmm. The um the shot from Rosita that went splashing on the camera lens. Oh, I uh, love yeah, Kim, that. Very Kim cool. Kim called that out. She's like, oh yeah, <laughs> camera splash. Great, like, camera splash. great, great, awesome. great idea. Well, Great special idea, effects. What about the um, the zombie heads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you hear that? Did you have right? something on that? Yeah, so Nicotero came out after the episode aired and said that 
one of the heads was a cast made from his own head. And the other one, the one that was on the right-hand side, was a cast from Johnny Depp. Uh, that was the one. Oh, him. really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He couldn't huh. remember who the third one was, the one on the left. I, know Nic- I knew Nicotero had one of them, was yeah, one of them. But Nicotero was the Johnny one in the middle. Depp? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Johnny Depp just needs to get on the show. I know. I was looking at it really closely. It does, doesn't look anything like Johnny Depp, so yeah. I don't know what movie it is. It does from. in a way. It does in a way, because try- you told me that, and I was trying to guess which one it was. Yeah. It does. I gotta go back and look at that again. If any of them was, I would think that would be Johnny Depphead. Yeah. Johnny Depphead. Johnny Depphead. <laughs> I like it. We got a Depphead. Did you guys? Were there any other things about this episode that? Well, hey, let, let me let me get back to. I I got one question for you guys. Um, this okay. was I wasn't sure what she was talking about, but when when uh, Carol was confronting Maggie, okay, she said to her, she says, "You're not." who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. What did she yeah, mean by that? Yep. What did she mean by that comment? I think she's supposed to be the innocent new mother that's supposed to be back at the house waiting for her man to come home. I don't know. Or was she maybe referring to her being a leader? Mm. I was thinking that too. Because my original thought was, oh, okay, it's primarily because she's pregnant, but there's something more to what she's saying. So she's saying that Maggie but, needs to step yeah. up to the plate and stand up to... To Rick, or or just mm. that she should be leading, not not fighting. Yeah, she needs to be protected because she is she's the more diplomatic. She's the, the new Deanna. Yeah, right. Without mm-hmm. a doubt, without a doubt, Deanna trained her, and she should be outside of the fight. Yeah, I I mean that's my impression. I I you know my first instinct when I heard that was like I really wasn't sure what she was talking about. Well, I think Carol Carol sees a lot in Maggie that nobody else is really seeing yet and that's she's got a calm level well, they are seeing it because they have I her was gonna say to Rick, Rick really week. sees it. Yeah. yeah, Rick really sees she's it. She's got that calm level head about her and she's not gonna just fly off the handle like Rick's been doing. So And Rick recognizes that. He recognizes her as being a diplomat. Right. And Rick is certainly not a diplomat. Right. He's a gun-toting psychopath. <laughs> so, when Carol and Maggie are kidnapped, are we pretty sure that's Negan's people that have her? Um, I don't know. I would think so. But they're... Yeah, I would think they definitely are because uh, they're involved with that compound. Mm-hmm. Why would they take them? Well, because prisoner? of the radio? Yeah, yeah. that's the only... I mean, just that's the only thing that I can see only... makes them connected. I think yeah, they're that's connected. That's a radio channel. And, and why would I mean, they, they take could get on the same radio channel? You know, and if they were, you know, if they're not involved with Negan's people, why did they take him prisoner? They should have just wandered away or or slid back into the shadows mm-hmm. or something. You know, there was no reason to take him prisoner. I'll tell you this though. Hey, how about our how about our gang just standing out in the middle of a field, all together? You know, I mean, th- it was the most bizarrely run assault i mean yep you know there was like nobody watching their backs Mm -hmm. and and then they're just out in the open standing around in a circle this is even before motorcycle guys showed up right and michonne says it perfectly which one is negan right like you don't know anything about the people that you just attacked and you have no idea who negan is he could still be out there for all you know because they think this is the only group 
Yeah, I they mean, the, no the mission the, the mission there. had zero reconnaissance, little or no information about the enemy at all. Mm-hmm. And then and then they're doing dumb stuff like you know. Hey, but they didn't lose anybody, did they? No, that's no. that's all what right. I'm saying. So it didn't make sense. No. Yeah, they should have lost at least one or two people mm-hmm. in that group. I mean, like Aaron. Come well, on. Well, the only person that fought him was that guy in the corridor. Like he was like getting up together. No, I remember Aaron got attacked by a guy when he was in the room yeah, and stabbed was, him. There were several. Yeah, and there were several people that came okay, down well, the that stairs. Okay, well, that was like that was like the first one. Oh, and then the, and then uh, Glenn and and Glenn Heath, and Heath got... killed those five guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they were in the yeah right in the armory and they just shot out through there. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 You're right. Right. Oh, so were there any women in there? Yeah. No. Yeah. Were there? There was at least okay. one, maybe two. Really? Which one? Yep. Okay. I don't remember. Was that in the group of the ones that they shot? There was a woman that peeked her head out of the door. I can't remember who was trying to attack her at the time. Um, I think it was when Heath and and uh, Glenn were attacking. Mm-hmm. And she might have been in that group that oh, ended gotcha. up getting killed next to the armory. I will. Okay. I will say that. Oh, you know what? Was wasn't one of the? Remember, there were two people that ran out into the field and got yeah. killed. Wasn't yeah. the first one a woman? She got mm-hmm. shot, and then the guy, the guy that got hit, and then Father Gabriel dispatched him. No, the other guy was the, that was, that was guy? two guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, why does that matter? Why do you care if there's a girl there? Oh, I just oh, curious. I was just wondering yeah. because I mean that would explain why these guys are so pissed off for one thing. Yeah, I, I thought I, I I don't know where or where I saw that, but I thought referring to them as a bunch of frat boys <laughs> was a pretty good yeah. thing. Well, yeah, it seemed like it was just a bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah, but the, okay. So what they've done here? Pencil Dick and what was the other one? Uh, Ship for brains. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, what I was saying was that what they've actually done here, or what the writers have done here is they've created a situation where now we think, or at least to the people, our characters, is that uh, they've defeated Negan. They don't know if Negan's there or not. Right. But Negan can now go away for a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that they have to have him in the next, show up in the next episode, which I think is going to piss off a, a bunch of, of uh, fans of the show. Oh, I don't think we see Negan next episode. It's going to focus on these women. Yeah, it's going to be at the end of the season where he's going to show up again. I think that the Hilltop community better be nervous because mm-hmm. now Negan knows that they've attacked their compound. And the only way that these that Rick's group could have known about this compound was from the Hilltop community. And knowing oh, yeah. Negan, he's probably oh, watching yeah. all this happen. So they're probably going to attack the Hilltop community now that but, our yeah, people I are mean, distracted. I'm sure that how there the, is. How does the Hilltop community, I mean, how would they even know there's anything more than what they saw at that compound? Oh, yeah. I or mean, I would say that. That, that, that there's a hell of a lot more Neganites out there than yeah. than anybody has any idea. Yep. Oh, I agree. But that was just like is a that the writers. Yeah, that's, um, what I'm saying is the writers have given a good out on having to deliver on anything in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Right. You're right. No, no, it's going to be that little drama between the ladies. And I have a theory. <laughs> between the ladies. I have a theory about who is going to be Negan's big kill for the season finale. Glenn. Nope. You're not going to talk about it now. Why? Well, she can you? have a theory. Okay. I think... It's, it's, all right. 
I'd say save it for when we we come back to your future predictions. No, that's a, she could throw it out there now, and then we will no, come I back know, later. No, I know Kim. You are not allowed to say anything right now. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> don't don't do <laughs> it. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. Yeah, Kim like called me earlier. She's like, oh, I've got a prediction for so I know who it's gonna be. I know who it's gonna be. It's like, who? Hey, what? What are you talking about? I know who's gonna kill or Negan's gonna kill. <laughs> All right, who's your prediction? Who's your prediction? Okay, so. And please don't tell me, Carl. So, no. So Andy Lincoln has said before that the last episode of the season, like... He let you call him Andy? Yes. Because we're like BFFs. Um, Sweet. He said that the last episode of the season really made him sick to his stomach and that it was like one of the worst feelings that he's ever had. And so that means that the person who dies has to be somebody that's very impactful, right? Yeah. This has to be like a huge death for this yeah. series. That would be Glenn. So, that would be Rick because he loses, Andy Lincoln loses his job. No. So we all know <laughs> by now that Negan is supposed to kill Glenn. That's what he did in the comic book, right? Oh, well, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim. Oh. We don't know that. Whoa. Bring Everybody in the world knows that by information now. Here. Come on. Scott did not know that. I didn't. How did you not know that? You're kidding me. Anyways. So Maybe I am. Who would be... Who the hell is Glenn? Will you please just let me talk? <laughs> God. Who would be as impactful as Glenn? But Maggie. Mm. Maggie mm. has been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. She is pregnant. Mm-hmm. She is the wife of Glenn, i.e. Mm-hmm. the opposite of... And similar to <laughs> all at the same time. And we wouldn't and we wouldn't have to go through a bunch of dragging an infant through the woods. Exactly. I I still don't see it. I do. I don't see it. But I am making the prediction now. Maggie's a goner. Well, Kim, that's just that's just that's just negative town. Well. And I don't think we should be on that train. <laughs> <laughs> well, in about four episodes, we will find out. Won't we? we'll, we'll circle back and we'll discuss. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. I think it's Glenn. It's got to be Glenn or Daryl. Why would they kill Glenn after all that stuff that happened? That was just a precursor. They were trying to, yeah. you know, they're just testing soften everybody up. Yeah, testing how how much mm-hmm. love people have for Glenn. So yeah, then they I mean, can just rip him away from you. Some people are saying now that Abraham is going to be the one that dies because of his last episode. Well, that wouldn't be that that impactful. That's what I said. And I don't think it's going to be Daryl because Daryl's the moneymaker. Yeah, yeah. It ain't going to be Rick. It ain't going to be Daryl. So my money's on Maggie. And Abraham, Abraham isn't going, to sh- isn't going to be like that big a shocker. Exactly. No. But Maggie would. Because she's been safe for all these years, and now she's pregnant. So it's not like they're killing one person, they're killing two. And with the way Negan is, it's going to be a very violent death. Yeah, there's no way they're going to show a woman getting beaten to death. They're just not going to do it. They've shown kids being killed. Mm, they didn't show. They didn't show them. Look at the flowers. No, I... I, I well, it doesn't mean that we actually see the... Now this is going to be no. This is going to be this is going to be Negan wielding a weapon, taking it at somebody. Yeah, they're going to do something like beat the crap out of. They'll beat the crap out of Rick, 
and then they'll actually kill Glint. No. It'll just be like a like total shock thing. It's going to be Tobin, right. and I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. They have to make right. it something we'll big see. to make Negan impactful. Mm-hmm. They got to make it. They have to make it one of the main characters. Maybe it's Michonne. No, I said Maybe. no women. Never mind. Yeah. But, I mean, it makes sense if they've already got Carol and Maggie. I don't think they're going to kill Carol, even though she's just had her moment. Mm-hmm. She's in love now, so she might as well die. But <laughs> I have to say, I don't know yeah, if I'd be that. a lot of that, isn't it? Love, yeah, death, it's, it's the same thing. Soon, well, I mean, as soon as you get happy in this series, you die. So. No, that's mm-hmm. a good point. So, but that's why I still well, think it's Maggie, because she's found her happiness. Um, does that mean we're going to die? Because we're very happy in this series. If we were in the zombie apocalypse, yes. Well, you know, I think Daryl's very happy when everything's very bad. Mm-hmm. So he's, this is, like, perfect for him. He's, like, the only one. Yep. Oh, he's about to get his motorcycle back. He's going to get his crossbow back. Well, he back. was jumping in there like, well, let me stab that guy. And everybody else is like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. He's like, give me some. <laughs> give me some. <laughs> he's got, like, beef jerky hanging out of his mouth. He's like, all right. I wonder what his tally book looks like. I don't he's know. He's probably got, like, 100 tick marks. I don't know how many how many people has he killed on the on the show. Oh, we know he killed the, she he killed the rogue guys. Remember the the street crew that found him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's killed a lot of people. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who though. He killed some. He killed some people at at Terminus. He's killed some of the governor's people. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. He killed. Um, didn't he? Yep. He killed some people in season two. I mean, he's killed a lot of people, y'all. You would have to go back and count. Every single one of them. I bet you we've got some fans out there who will be happy to go back and do that for us. So please do the homework. We would love to have a Daryl counter. Matter of fact, if you guys are thinking of it, you can take any character you want and go back and let us know how many bodies they've got on their ledger. Especially yeah. Rick. Rick and Daryl, those are your bodies. Oh, we, we don't have a book for Rick. <laughs> yeah. Hell, even Carl's splashed a couple of people. Yep, he has, including some kids. Just to bring it all back together, Scott, you you said you weren't really big on this episode, but we have a ton to talk about. No, I didn't say that. I had a mixed bag with the episode. I thought okay, all the bag. Carol right. stuff and so forth was fantastic. I thought the the assault and all was ridiculous. Okay, there was, so it was a, just, there was, it was really the second good. half of the episode. Yeah, yeah, I thought the 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 Carol Carol's uh, character development was some of the best of the show's done. Period. Um, I agree with Scott. I think the worst part about the entire episode was the sight, the, the sight, the fight scene. But, and and I think... Well, just the whole premise, the whole premise. Right. I mean, I think watching it a second time kind of made me appreciate the little nuances of the show. But um, this was definitely not one of my favorite episodes. Even though a lot happened. It's not one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And I agree <laughs> with you, Kim. I, I, I think the... the um sophomoric high school aspect of the of the love triangles is a little annoying it is it's very annoying. don't get me wrong i did like seeing carol get somebody a little bit yeah i mean i felt a little bit more natural but the rosita thing and so forth i just like really come on yeah i, I think it's a distraction. Soap opera stuff. it's a distraction for everything that's getting that's getting ready to happen i guess i think it's supposed to distract us from the fact that that assault made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> so writers, yeah. stop doing the love triangle stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any sort of romance. 
Don't forget your characters, folks. Yeah, like it was bad enough with uh, Carl and Enid, and that never even went anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, and, I, and again, I think what Stuart was kind of bringing back to is, is it, I don't think it was a negative episode. I mean, I think there was, there was, I think a turn of our gang was a bad idea. Yeah. As far as mm-hmm. for the writers. Um, but at the same time, I think they did some pretty good work with, with the character development in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain characters I, I really, I mean, I'm totally digging it. Jesus. I think he's a great character. Yeah. Oh, I do yep. too. And I love his attitude. I do too. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. And I've always, I believe it or not, I like Tobin. Yeah. I like Tobin. I mean, he's just kind of an average guy, you know, and. He actually kind of reminds me of your friend Toby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just chill. Like, he's the kind of guy you could go have a beer with. Yeah. Sit back and watch a football game with. Mm-hmm. And he seems like the kind of guy that might be attracted to a girl like Carol. Yep. Well, and it puts to bed that whole Carol, Daryl thing. Yeah, please. Oh, that, 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 that sounded like gra- uh, cradle robbery. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just That's really like brother and sisters. made any sense to me at all. Yep. Well, not only that, she's like his mom as far as age wise yeah really yeah it's just a little weird yeah so i'm happy about that too so i guess we have come to the consensus that there was good and there was bad yes in this episode the yin and the yang okay um i don't know about you guys but i think i'm ready for a break i think so you guys ready for a break yep scott needs a refill (laughs) so does kim (laughs) all right we'll be back in a little bit folks Oh, it's back, baby. We heard your cries. We felt your displeasure. We heeded your counsel. Carol's casserole counter is back, baby. Carol has started baking her wonderful culinary delights. Folks, we are beside ourselves with excitement. Stuart, what is the count up to now? Uh, Lucky number 13. And we have three casseroles and an ass load of cookies. Wow. What kind of cookies were they? Uh, Acorn beet cookies i'm sure there's a whole herd of squirrels that's extremely excited yeah or pissed welcome back everyone we actually have some listener feedback this week and it's not Woo-hoo! just evan this time yeah nice. awesome nice <laughs> not not that we don't think evan is our all-star but because he is he totally is. Yes. We need to like make t-shirts or something and give Evan one. I think we need to make t-shirts that says, I love Evan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Evan's a rock star. Fear me, the we podcast actually should make t-shirts. loves that would be awesome. Evan. That's what we should say. We could like give out t-shirts to anybody who writes in. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. All right. Anyway, so Wait, Evan yeah, Do wrote, I have to do that? Yes. yes to make that the t-shirts. means you have to do that. Okay. Yeah. Unless your next job. Like you had, uh, like you had right. to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm on it. <laughs> All right, so Evan says, pretty brutal. 
no doubt there is a bad element within the saviors. They were going to kill someone when they stopped Daryl, Abraham, and Sasha. They were strong-arming, kidnapping, extorting the hilltoppers. There was, or is, at the very least, a very bad element within the saviors. And if it's life and death, striking first with the element of surprise, is tactically sound as long as your moral compass can bear the change of direction." Some of those saviors might have been absolutely decent folks just trying to survive, but they were all classified as the enemy to be dispatched as such. Clearly, there will be a price to pay for this decision. Yeah, that's And it. I think that goes along with everything we were saying. Yep, I think, you're, Evan, you're, you're on the money as far as what we're saying. Um, there, was some, there was definitely some things that, uh, that sold us on why they needed to be wiped out, but... Exactly. Was it was it necessarily the right move? Yeah. And well, and it, I think the other side of it is that uh, we, there's information we know that the characters wouldn't know about how dangerous these guys are. Sure. And uh, whatever they're taking it to to kill these guys is on the word of of what Gregory told them to do. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And uh, I think we all are kind of comfortable with saying Gregory sucks. Gregory yes, does suck. Jerk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks, Evan, for writing in. And guys, I have something very exciting to tell you. Yes. We actually have feedback from on iTunes about our podcast. No. You're talking about reviews. Reviews. Yes. Yes. Really? Okay. Isn't really? that awesome? Should so I read three one? People, <laughs> three people yeah. this week. I know. So I mean, hey, guys, thank you. Thank you yes. so much. We're, we're, we feel like we're alive now. I know. That we're not it, just talking into the darkness out there. Yeah. And Evan. <laughs> and, and Evan doesn't even watch the episode on Sunday nights, and he still writes in. No. Oh, Evan's all over, baby. Evan, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, um, sometime you gotta do a guest spot on our show. For real, for real. Yeah. So He's dedicated. To everyone who gave us a review all of a sudden, for some reason, this week. On mm-hmm. iTunes? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. C-, C. Swenson wrote, Cameron, you're a good man. I think the reason that the podcast is so good is because of the chemistry between the three voices. They were very, they have very good pan- banter and are not afraid to, to disagree with, with each other on something. Uh, they also point out many things in the episode that I did not catch. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, we, we certainly don't mind arguing with each other. No, we actually That's enjoy it. We are family. It's called being all. family. Exactly. It's a family <laughs> show. I don't, I don't like arguing at all. Yeah, I know you don't. That's why Sky take care of that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> We're not blood, so we can me. do that. Yes, yeah, exactly. You scare me. <laughs> we also had uh, Kara, Kara Seven, who wrote in and said, Likeable and fun trio who love Fear the Walking Dead as much as I do. Some of the other Walking Dead podcasts seem to spend too much time nitpicking Fear the Walking Dead or comparing it instead of just enjoying the show and giving it a clean slate to build from. I like the positivity and excitement from the new podcast team. I'm looking forward to season two. So now they're talking about a lot of uh, positivity and, um, and not being down on Fear the Walking Dead. So obviously they didn't listen to Scott. No, no, they obviously didn't. <laughs> No, I tell you what, I, hey, Kara, thank you. We appreciate it because I tell you what, I'm excited about getting back to Fear of the Walking Dead. I really am. I am too. too. I, I am, am too. I, I'm psyched for the new season, and I really think um, 
from the from the spots I've seen on TV that there's some pretty cool stuff coming. Yeah. And it could be a lot of fun. We dogged the hell out of it last season, but I think we the promos are showing some good stuff. And we're coming right off of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. We don't even have a break in between the two series. No, no not even a week. No. So um, it's going to be exciting. I'm, ex- I'm very happy. Yep, yep. Our mothership is coming home. Yes, it is. Um, so our last person that wrote in is Piney4. And they wrote, great insight by all three casters, especially Kim. Why, thank you, Piney4. Great, clear voice. Really fun to listen to. I am looking forward to the next podcast this week. Yay. All right. Yeah, Piney, uh, Kim is our favorite, too. I just want you to know I I did not write this, nor did I pay Piney4 to write this. (laughs) Isn't that what your tattoo says? Isn't that what your tattoo says? It's your Piney4 and your forearm. Piney4. Maybe they're maybe she's pining for something, or he's oh, pining for something. All right, I, I think that part should be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> and now moving on to news. Not much to report this week, but last night was the C- series premiere of the new show Damien, airing on A and E Mondays at. 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock central. Really? Not familiar with that one. What's that? Oh, you haven't heard about it yet? No. Well, obviously, Damien. Do share. Do share. I will. I will. Damien is based on the movie The Omen, which scared the Mm -hmm. shit out of me when I was a kid. The original, especially. The original was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this has a big connection to The Walking Dead, which is why I wanted to talk about it. It was developed by Glenn Mazzara, who's the second showrunner for The Walking Dead. It stars Scott Wilson, who is uh-huh. Herschel. Yep. And the music is done by Mar- mm-hmm. Bear McCreary, who also does the music for Fear and The Walking Dead. Nice. Plus a bunch of other stuff, like um, Battlestar Galactica and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. pretty sweet. So, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but um, I'm hearing good things. So, hopefully I can find it on Hulu or something. Well, hopefully you can give us a report on it next week. Maybe I will do that. <laughs> And incidentally, the Bates Motel started last night, too, mm-hmm. which came mm-hmm. on just before Damien. And I know you guys are absolutely out of your minds over Better Call Saul. So we'll probably yeah, have to yeah. bring up some conversation about that at some point. Yes, yes. We are totally into Better Call Saul right now. It's probably one of the better shows that's on the TV right now besides The Walking Dead. Um, if, awesome you haven't, if you haven't seen uh, House of Cards, I got to throw that one in there, too. Yeah, House of Cards lost me. Mm-hmm. It's got me totally right now. Oh, really? It, yep. New season's out. Did it? Okay. It, I thought that it just came out. Well, so if you have a chance to check out Damien, do that and then write in and then let us know how you feel about it. And cool. that's all I have for the news tonight. Well, next week on The Walking Dead, which will be uh, season six, episode 13, uh, the same boat. Don't know what that means yet. With no hope of safety in Alexandria, Rick and his band of survivors soon discover a larger world with new dangers and new opportunities. With no hope of safety in Alexandria. Doesn't that sound like the same really? thing that just happened? Well, yeah, but I mean, why did they think there's no hope of safety in Alexandria all of a sudden? I don't know. Uh, anyway, the director is Bill Gearhart. <laughs> um, he's directed Gearhart. a few of the Walking Dead episodes in the past. Mostly from season three, including Sick, 
the episode where Herschel was left in the prison ca- prison to care for everyone who had gone down with the flu. Yeah, I remember that. That was pretty rough. He has also directed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Once Upon a Time, Sons of Anarchy, and Jessica Jones. Wow, nice uh, nice uh, little uh, yep. group there. And the writers are... No clue, folks. Yeah, they're not releasing a lot of information about these episodes. Maybe it's not being written. I don't know. You know, some of the parts in this thing, I was wondering if it's actually being written. (laughs) Are you dogging the writers again? Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Nice. So, what do you think is going to happen next week? Hell, if I know. I know we're not going to see Negan. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) It really does... That was hinting at filler for this one. That one sounds like filler. Yeah. Well, I think I think what we're going to find out is that there's a lot more people in Negan's group and that mm-hmm. they're spread out. Um, that they're kind of acting in somewhat individual groups. Because I think whoever these ladies are, I think... Uh, I don't think they're going to take them back. I don't think they're taking Carol and, and, uh, and Maggie back to Negan's compound or anything. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of taking them wherever they are. No, I agree with you. Hmm. I, do you think they're going to take them at all? I mean, they're they're talking about like negotiating. So they're going to do something like... with them. They're going to do something. I mean, you show in the previews. They show them putting them in a cell or something like that. So, oh, that's true. That so, is true. So okay. they're going to do something with them. I always forget the previews. Yes, yes, Stuart. <laughs> you know, those little insights into what they're actually going to. They're do. called pictures. <laughs> yeah, I always just start guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're gonna go play putt putt. <laughs> I was just thinking they were gonna go play putt putt, Stuart. Well, no, you're right. I think the interesting uh, yeah, they're, they're gonna take them somewhere. The interesting thing about this next episode is that <laughs> the kidnappers are both female. Yeah, and then they're gonna come up mm-hmm. against Rick. And how does Rick react to that? Does does that change the way he handles things? It's gonna be an interesting dynamic, no doubt. You don't think they're just gonna be paired off against? Um, Carol and Maggie. In all seriousness, I do think that there's going to be a lot of a psychological game going on between these girls and Carol and Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of this is going to be dialogue between them. Mm-hmm. I think Rick and the and the other group out there might be taking a back seat to, to what's going on with the, uh, with the ladies. Yeah. Well, I was kind of thinking like, oh, they captured Carol? They captured Carol. I know. What's like, up with that? <laughs> who the hell captured Carol? Well, I wonder if we're going to see any more about Heath and Tara this time. Hmm. And 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 I do think that one of the reasons they let Tara go off with Heath is because, uh-huh. for practical reasons, um, Alana Masterson was pregnant at the mm-hmm. time they were filming all this, and so. I'm probably... sorry, they did not do a good job covering for that. No, like they strategically I mean, placed the 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 plates in the kitchen <laughs> on her belly. That like... killed me. I was thinking to myself, my goodness, she is uh, grown. Yeah. Um, even with the big plate. Uh, they need food at this place? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think that was a, their their best uh, uh, makeup job. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe. You can use CGI for God's sakes. <laughs> I know. But maybe Heath and Tara encounter some of Negan's people because I mean, they drove off in an RV that's mm-hmm. pretty identifiable, mm-hmm. and we know that Negan's people are close by. Did they drive mm-hmm. off? Yeah, I don't remember them driving off. They left before the motorcycle guy hit. Oh, uh, okay, okay. 
Yeah. So we might be seeing more of them. Well, I, I definitely think there's something to that story. I agree with you, Kim, because they made a particular point of pointing out that they were leaving. So there's yeah. got to be something there. And Heath saying, I just need to get away from here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, too bad. You're coming back. That's right, Heath. Mm-hmm. Stop being a bitch. Yep. Yeah. He, so. need, he need, needed some Heath time. Mm-hmm. I did think I did think the, the, the partnership between Glenn and Heath was good. I did, too. I do, too. Yeah, they're, I mean, yeah, they play off each other really well. Yeah. Similar characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you guys ready to wrap it up? <laughs> Let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, iTunes. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, and do not forget to rate us. And because if you leave us a review, we might actually read it on the air. So you will be and famous. We love you for doing it. You'll we be famous love you for doing it. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. And if you want to get in touch with us or send us your thoughts on the episodes, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. So we'll be back next week to recap episode 13 of The Walking Dead. The same boat. Yep, the same boat. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone.